Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Patsy and Rosie play the spotted dog. The ritual begins with the case presented on the table, and no more, yet. More chat. The match yesterday, that sideline cut, that skill. The return of Wexford, the chances of Limerick, and the dominance of Kilkenny, hurling. And underscoring this admiration of the cut, the pace, and the league and championship is the here and now. Not the glory days of Tip and the Doyles, or Cork and the Great Christie. No, but a finger on the pulse exchange about yesterday's match, this team, this season, now. There's no rush to play, no rush. The match has to be the hors d'oeuvre. Then the flute is assembled, slowly, methodically, a lick to lubricate the joints, already smooth with beeswax, tight, and tested, the keys tapped, just to check, air to fill the cocos wood, to warm, then a slight polish of the already shiny silver. But this is only another staging post, before tuning, not to talk of playing. The group, or more accurately groupings, are welcomed. Join in the hurling discussion, or begin another, from the weather to talk about that other session. Oh, what a night it was. This is it. These sessions are like a travelling circus. Some in Birmingham, here in the dog, or last week the crack was in Glasgow. And yes, some would soon be off to the Return to Camden Festival. By now, some have begun to tune. It isn't as formal as the orchestra beginning with the oboe sharing an A. Yet it begins with an A, usually on a fixed tone accordion. Press, draw, nearly, yeah, n nearly ready. Are you ready, Rosie? asks Patsy. Rosie, his rudel and rose flute he fondly refers to as Rosie, is born ready or so skilfully made as to be always ready. Craftsman in 1832, yes, 1832, lovingly made this flute. Oh, a gem. Set number one is played, and the few aficionados and knowledgeable audience show their appreciation. Often in a corner, he leads or joins with the flute parallel to the architrave above the door. And one musician, a regular playing companion of his at Flas, says he looks as if he plays with a smile on his face, fixed, permanent. Soon there are business-like adjustments to tuning heads to ensure tuning is held. Someone arrives. It's hard to say if they're late, as any time is OK and on time. On time if a stool is left to perch on. Learn sets, familiar sets, 
a sort of inherited sets are shared, with the occasional query about a tune's name, at which point those newer to the scene make a note to self. It would be against the spirit to write it down. Here is a collective memory, an oral memory, a muscle memory, and a join in and pick up the tune memory that says, session. No sheet music, no assisted recording to set the scene, just play the tune, just sets. Usually, West of Ireland, many Sligo Leitrim favourites. A set, three tunes, sometimes two, and then unannounced from left field an unusual set with some only carrying the tune, to rest listen. Few tunes pass Patsy by, lifetime of tunes. Here, in Digbeth, the city is at a crossroads. Traditional light engineering, the markets, the fast routes into the city and the coach station define the older, more tired Birmingham. Now it's changing with an arts quarter, renewed housing and the city fathers happy to promise an Irish quarter. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's already here in the lively pub scene at least and sporting two trad weekends annually. And these weekends are bookended by the weekly sessions, like tonight in the Spotted Dog. In the pub, your eye is caught by the wall displays of photos, pictures, artefacts, posters. Photo of the 1970s St. Philip's football team, among other pictures of the college. The landlord, John, a past pupil. Bits and pieces collected from a Leitrim house. The radio, that lifeline to the music coming back from the recordings of the 20s and 30s from America with Fiddlemaster, Coleman and Morrison and others, alongside the images of John B. Cain's plays. And another poster of O'Casey and of the Irish literary greats, Bards. A favourite is the family photo from the turn of the last century with the boys in dresses so the fairies would not take them away. Come away, O human child, with a fairy hand in hand, Yeats. But the unmistakable centrepiece is the hand drawings of 20 or so regular spotted dog session musicians by Mike Lancaster. Underneath the wall of drawings, the red-haired lass is followed by the trip to Birmingham and McMahon's to round off the set. Lips and throats are lubricated. Thirsty work, this. And the next set is begun by a novice, invited and encouraged by Patsy. When the pace falters, you can hear his foot beat that bit louder at the right pace to ensure the tune is carried. The novice's nerves are allayed with compliments, like a well done on your homework from the master. One of the girls behind the bar, made behind the bar, quietly listens between serving. She plays herself, tutored by her mum, a fine whistle player, and encouraged by her box-playing grandad. Oh, that's the place to start. Can't go wrong with her mum and grandpa's wealth of tunes. Wealth. Mum's presence at sessions is unobtrusive, reluctant to reveal the whistle up her sleeve. Coaxed, encouraged and nudged, she launches the boat. She's invited to sit in beside Patsy and she leans into it. Oh, lovely stuff.
lovely stuff 50 years ago and lovely stuff last week. Further down the bench is his Sardinian student who has the swing, lift, lilt and the full repertoire of the session. Sets, reels, jigs, the place hums. The repertoire is never exhausted. Tunes are not repeated. There is a natural break, maybe to catch up on the news, but it's never political. It's just community, like um, how is so-and-so uh, and so on. Break over and into the final round and rounds of reels and then more reels. Then they drift off home either to Birmingham or Coventry and others to Lichfield. They take the tunes in their head, some out for a tune again later in the week. It's contagious, infectious. There's no cure for it. Not that many, if any, want to be cured. Digbeth is quiet. After midnight, the buzz noise of a city has gone. Some chat by their car before leaving. Those just back from Glasgow begin to relive last night's fun. That's it. Fun. They resolve to meet again soon to play last night's fun. One man said that he had been drawn to Patsy's music 50 years ago. He and others would travel to the Bull, again in Digbeth, opposite the coast station, the point of arrival of so many. He can remember the still appreciation of the respectful devotees around him. Then, on reflection, quietly reliving, oh, lovely stuff, he said. Lovely stuff, a 50-year memory. At a summer school later that year in Ireland, they have mushroomed in recent years with lessons for young and old, he joined a flute class, and in passing he told the young tutor that he knew Maloney. Her response was that oh, Patsy was highly regarded by all her contemporaries, saying that oh, we all know and love him. Another young player told me that he was her hero. Maybe a recent YouTube posting might reveal a little of this mass, this grow, this appreciation. Again, in the bull, a young Sligo box player is playing. Head down listening, deep listening, is the master, 40 years his senior, but in full appreciation. Molonoike, praise the young. You notice that praise as a youngster, as Behan said, again on that poster, I like being liked. Or his open appreciation of another young Sligo flute player by saying that she has great tone, great style, and from Kilross. In the midst of last night's fun is the importance of pace, style, tone. We meet again the following Sunday for the other Litchfield session. This was a little-known event whose flame burned brightly, but briefly. Sunday afternoon, Queen's Head, Sanford Street. Two groups in the pub, the few watching football, and the musicians and friends and family, including Patsy's family, with his twin grandchildren. Flute assembled, same deliberate stages, keys tapped, all in order, low detested, Breathe. Chat. A cathedral city, like Wells or Ely. The cathedral, it's close, 
Choir boys, choir girls, choral scholars, even song, set the scene, cathedral music. The same notes, ah, different style. The old bishop's palace is just that, a palace. A different community was in Sanford Street, especially in the 19th century. No palace there. This small Irish community is waiting to be researched. Not as significant as Liverpool or London or Birmingham, but here, nonetheless, Irish town, Litchfield. The joy, the fun, was A, the few tunes, and B, a granddad's joy at his grandchildren's enjoyment. The easiest way to listen is to get to the session at the spotted dog, or if you were within the ball of an ass from Birmingham. He is the usual anchor. Or... Try booking dinner at Jonathan's in the park. Dinner and trad with Patsy and Kevin Maher. Oh, he's a fine box player. This flute and box combo cemented in a near lifelong friendship with John Regan from Glencar. Yeats' Come Away, O Human Child is set in the hills of Glencar. They are both best known as solo artists, but they come together at Flas. Many in the know the Mad for a Tune Brigade will know which hotel or pub they're likely to play at and ensure that they have a seat. Others, many, many others, will enjoy their street sessions recently captured by T.G. Cahar. They have combined this combo since the 70s and finally in 2014 released a CD, Over the Bog Road. Oh, not a name chosen lightly, a sort of signpost, a sort of homage, like a footnote in an academic book acknowledging where an idea comes from. Back now to that poster in the spotted dog of the literary greats. Joyce is there. Joyce said you could recreate Dublin from his writing. Likewise with the titles of the tunes. Jigs and reels titles give up their secrets easily, hiding in plain sight in fact. You could, like Joyce, rebuild and recreate your own area. We have neighbours, Willie Coleman, Jacksons, Miss Johnsons, John Brennan, to name a fraction of the tunes. Then describing our back door, the mountain road, the mountain top, Castle Kelly, as specifically as Dramani Line. Trades, Milliner's Daughters, Bowlegged Taylor, Thatchers, Haymakers, from the Shannon Pot to Scattery Island, the length of the Shannon. Tunes called Saddle the Pony, Let Down the Blade, Basket of Turf are sure to evoke memories, none more so than Peggy Lethermore. Was she the red-haired lass? Specificity. All of these thousands of names are as good as OS references or retrospective Google search. With Bud's Monster Buttermilk, you can almost smell the warm soda bread. So, as a CD, the title, The Bog Road, it's apt, an apt title. These are of a place and local. Local and more evocative for all that when played in New York or Digbeth. In the same way, Patsy's solo CD just names his home place, Temple Glanton. The Temple in the Glen. Sponsored by Expressway. 
With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie? Doro, make friends with innovation. Occasionally, if very pleased with a lilt of a tune, Patsy can be heard to say in affirmation and admiration that the tune has the smell of the bog off it. No higher compliment. He grew up in Sugar Hill, Temple Glanton, West Limerick, into a musical family. Parents and brothers played. Sunday afternoons, neighbouring musicians called to the house to share a few tunes. Immersed. Accent. Musical accent acquired. Now a young man, qualified carpenter and qualified musician. Then a route well-travelled from Limerick to Manchester and London before settling in Birmingham. Hard to recount all those he played with en route. Newly arrived in the car city, he hears of a company in West Bromwich looking for a carpenter. Meeting arranged, and their first sight of his shiny Ford car, a classic 315 impressed. Then there was fascination that in the boot, alongside the toolbox, was a neatly packed flute case. Travelling companion. To work with his new Donegal companions. Tunes played at lunchtime with experiments of flute playing amplified through tunnelling pipes. Temple Glanton calling Guidor, home of the builder's neighbours, Alton and Tanad. Tunes played from both ends of the pipe. Surround sound. He joined the flourishing Irish music scene, often playing in Mosley. Soon he was part of a trio with Tony Nealon and Chris Jordan playing Sunday afternoon in the Emerald, box, flute and fiddle on Sunday afternoon. The friendship with the Jordan family grew as they travelled around the country together to flas and competitions. It's now a firm family memory that they returned from Luton en route to Birmingham in the family car that Patsy played the whole way home, two hours. They add that he wasn't driving. Oh, relief. Their point is that whether on stage, the Emerald maybe, or in a Cayley Band competition, or on the M1, M6 journey home, he just loves to play. Surround sound in a triumph hurled. The annual high point in August 1977, like years before and since, was the trip to the Fla. The Jordan family van filled with camping gear, instruments, sandwiches and the family with Patsy, their new cousin brother, and off to the County Clare, Ennis, the Fla. Already qualified as the champion flute in Britain, now he wins the All-Ireland senior flute with Michael Flatley second. After the competition, he rounds off the Egan with John Regan. Remember him from the hills above Glencar? And they play the streets and hotels, obliging with endless last tunes for the road. Naturally, the van companions were delighted with his success. But they said they already knew he was up there with the best of them. The adjudicators agreed. 
Rosie is a concert flute. The concert flute that is the Norman Trad Irish predates the silver metal flute. There are plenty available to be bought from a maker or indeed getting one made specially for you. Or there are the original 19th century real McCoys out there and you can buy one from Patsy, a collector. More accurately, you acquire one, a horse of a different colour altogether. Convenient date arranged and you are invited to his home in suburban Birmingham. The process begins, as always, with a chat, this time over a cooked breakfast. It's good cook, by the way, and a good baker with a variety of home-baked breads. Lawn sauce satisfied. And then it becomes like a London showroom of classic, high-quality instruments to test drive, in a manner of speaking. Mm. In tune with itself, mm. strong low D, that trampette for the lift, clear tone, warm. And as you near deciding, he seems reluctant to part, part with a companion, a rosy. As tea is followed by more and more offerings of strong and then stronger drink after the deal, it feels like being in a favourite neighbour's house in Leitrim. The new owner returns home, preferably by taxi, if any of the many strong drinks are taken, and happy with the new game-changer instrument and with the generous luck penny. But, and there is a but, you know you have obligations especially those of a custodian for the next generation, the next hundred years of rambling rosies. Mind it. No matter how much of a game-changer the rudel or stainier is to his new proud custodian, still the advice to the man with a fiddle in New York who asked a passerby how to get to Carnegie Hole and was told, practice, rings true. Practice. On alternate Mondays to the Spotted Dog session, a similar session was hosted by Chris Jordan, he of the trio in the Emerald, the family van in Ennis, and the Triumph Herald on its way back from Luton, in his pub in Lichfield. Oh, very successful for a few years and remembered fondly. One regular said that because Patsy was a cut above buttermilk, other fine players were attracted. I counted three All-Ireland champions and an Ulster champion playing together one night in Lichfield. The tunes were a similar repertoire to the Spotted Dog. Unsurprising as many Spotted Dog regulars home and away fixture, sort of, and home from home. Before the next session is a class. Two bars, four bars, repeat. Fingers and memory trained as one. No rush. Chat. Cars, especially good camper vans for travelling musicians. Manu, he's a lifelong fan. And then back to the first four bars and build and listen and repeat. Eight bars for home practice. Practice and return weekly. You are given tunes. He has them to give with all their lift. Remember that low D is the trampette? And repeat. Words matter. You acquire an instrument and you are given a tune. At break, family is at the centre of the chat. Health, 
grandchildren, and how lucky we are, how fortunate, how blessed. Family, all agree, all share over many weeks about their own family from Gidor to Sardinia to the West Country, and then back to the tune. A motley crew in the class, two classically trained, the colleague at the end of the tunnelling pipe in West Bromwich, a well-known performer from Kilkenny, with apprentices from Belfast and Leitrim, alongside those from Sardinia and the West Country. The West Country student is a Birmingham music teacher converting to trad with a first-class master's in clarinet performance from the Birmingham Conservatoire, and she teaches clarinet, saxophone and flute. As she says, and, and she reads sheet music fluently, learning Irish music, you have to listen to hear the accent. Oh, scary how quickly she hears. Ah, never mind, patience and perseverance got the snail to Jerusalem. A relief to know that one session veteran says that the mark of this teacher is that the student improves. You can tell, he said, you can tell in the session. Low D, everyone. Again. Evening class finishes with all playing together. The first a tune that Patsy learned as a child, followed by his brother's favourite. Home, and maybe meet again next at a session. <clears throat> Michael Flatley clearly recovered from coming second in the 1977 Flute All-Ireland. He listened carefully to President Mary Robertson's appeal to come dance with me. Result? River dance. River dance is a phenomenon, global. His is a genius of dance, form and commercial success. And yet his flute excellence is, <laughs> I almost said second to none, it's best described as a way up there with the best. He and Patsy remain good friends. Among Patsy's many other friends in the trad scene is Kevin Crawford, none more successful than Crawford, one of his pupils. Two bars, then four, slowly first, eight bars, home, practice. Like Riverdance has become a global phenomenon, so too have some trad bands. Kevin Crawford of Lunasa, like Riverdance, is a global star. He looks back to growing up in Birmingham, saying there were great people there like Patsy Maloney, Pat Malloy, Pat Brennan. They were really good, he says, at giving him the opportunity to play music. They were so generous with their time. It wasn't for profit, totally for the love of the music. He says that he sought the guidance of Patsy as a teenager. And this, he says, was a real epiphany for him to hear an amazing flute player and musician up close to listen to the richness of sound and watch how his fingers danced on the holes, even the way he held the instrument and the ease with which he could command a sound. It was just great. And he acknowledges Patsy's generosity, lending him his own flute until hard-earned family savings allowed them to acquire one for him. Back to Yeats. For the good are always the merry, and the merry love the fiddle, and the merry love to dance. The Clancy brothers were easy to identify with their distinctive Arden sweaters. The Dubliners had those unmistakable beards. Jagger, the lips, and Brendan Boyer, just two words, Hucklebuck. 
Patsy's unique trademark is the horizontal flute hold, but equally distinctive is his musical accent, rock hard rhythm according to one, and many agree. The sleeve notes on his solo CD say this, the effortless flow of his music, the underlying rhythm and phrasing and his attention to tasteful and measured melodic decoration is what the music of West Limerick is all about. He is revered for his prowess. The wonderful complexity of his music is clearly audible because of the simplicity of its presentation. There are no frills, whistles or bells, a seminally important recording. Praise indeed, deserved, echoed. The recent awards reiterate and underline this. Home to North Leitrim, I meet a neighbour, steeped in the tunes world, and then this often happens. He inquires if I'm in Birmingham, do I know Sparkbrook? He names a few pubs, and then do I know Patsy Maloney? A strong memory of his time there. This recognition was confirmed recently in 2013 in the University of Limerick, where he was awarded the Gratham Keol, a special award for services to Irish music, which recognises his influence in the conservatoire, cathedral cities, and in undeclared Irish quarters. He says it was a very proud moment for him to receive this prestigious honour. There you have it. Recognised in the Academic Centre for Irish Music to add to his All-Ireland title, and very recently, when Colthus were deciding to honour Patsy with their prestigious Bardic Award for significant contribution to Irish music. Well, they had a wealth of evidence. There's been the constancy in performance in The Big Bull's Head, The Spotted Dog, and others too numerous to count. The bands he's played in and continues to compete with, lessons and mentoring, with significant influence, according to Kevin Crawford. Venues from Litchfield to Manchester, Birmingham, London, festivals from Lewisburg to Camden, Drumshambo, fla after fla. Maybe plans for McKenna weekend in Drumkirden. McKenna is one of the giants of flute playing. When Patsy first heard McKenna's music, he said he felt such pride in the music that he felt his chest bone was tearing. Coltus see him as a bard. This says, continuity, no let up. Limerick, Manchester, London, Flas and the Birmingham musical circuit. A lifetime's achievement. Family, students, fellow travellers, audiences and the best of the best musicians acknowledge his excellence. His peers talk of his lyrical sweetness, a master of the subtle in grace notes and ornamentation. Back now to Digbeth for a tune. Keys tapped, low D checked, breathe, chat, no rush, no rush to play. Let the instrument breathe. Hurling turns to football. Are we all going to win? Are Kerry coming back? And time to tease that Leitrim have never lost an All-Ireland final. Are you ready, Rosie? Come on, come closer, everyone. Make sure you can hear everyone else. Off we go with the books, the mason's apron and a rousing fox hunter. Oh, mighty stuff.
Goldsmith is up there, too, on that poster. And still they gazed, and still the wonder grew, that one small head could carry all he knew. An will phone poke a newawet, an will knappy no fum nis orjawet, nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone intakata gwin, an cho, egg daro, an von klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina, ta rod egen, gogachtina, ta nismo olis, egg, daro, dot com.